0: Hi, I'm Kerry Williams, and I'm a woman on a mission to help as many women as possible uncover their passions and discover their purpose. This is the Dreamers, Setters and Go-Getters show. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode two of the Dreamers, Setters and Go-Getters show. As it says in the little intro, my name is Kerry Williams, and I'm a woman on a mission to help as many women as possible uncover their passions and discover their purpose. Before we go into this week's episode... I just want to discuss something that I just I just found quite interesting. Really, I went on a trip with my school, my school's son, my son's (laughs) school um, to a place in Devon in the United Kingdom in in Torquay um, called Kent's Cavern. Basically, it's a series of, of caves that have been there since the Stone Age. And I found it absolutely fascinating. My son didn't. He found it boring, but I found it fascinating. And there was just one minor, minor thing in particular that I found really, really interesting was um, the lady who was showing us around the caves and everything um, showed us a, a hand axe. And this hand axe went back to the Stone Age. Early, I don't know. It went back to somewhere between 200,000, 400,000 years that essentially sort of um, I think Neanderthals used back then. And also they're way smarter than we gave them credit for. Uh, Neanderthals were actually bigger-brained than we were, and they were probably more intelligent than the Homo sapiens. But anyway, this hand axe was just a tiny little thing, but it was a left-handed hand axe, and for some reason, I found that utterly fascinating because looking back through various things in history, and, and if you speak to people in their 60s, 70s, 80s now that are left-handed, you would have found they were kind of treated like a weirdo when they were at school by the teachers. And a lot of times the teachers actually tried to get them to use their right hand instead of their left, which is obviously the dominant hand. And because for some reason, throughout elements of history, left-handedness has been considered freakish. It um, was another one of the strange reasons, I'm, I always seem to go back to the witch trials. Um, some women got executed for being witches, or tried for being witches if they were left-handed. Um, but this left-handed hand axe went back sort of over two hundred thousand years ago, which indicates that people have always been left-handed. I mean, obviously right-handed as well, but left-handed isn't actually that weird. And I don't know, I just found that really, really interesting. But also to to realise that these humans, on a different topic, um, here these these not humans Neanderthals, human, basically Homo sapiens are a species of I suppose, sort of humanoid life forms. Um, I don't know what the actual expression is, but so in Neanderthals, there was another species of us. Like you didn't get different species of dogs. We're a species of human, essentially, as on Neanderthals. But do you think that they were there over, definitely in those caves where I was standing over 200,000 years ago? Again, just brings it home about that whole thing I was saying in the previous episode about um, how what a short amount of time we're actually here for. They were there 200,000 years ago. Um, She mentioned 400,000 years ago at some point um, in the tour. And we're here now for 80, maybe 100 years if we're lucky. You know, if we're lucky considering, you know, continue living that long and not die of an accident. So, as I said before, if you're living your life, very, very short life now, the little mistakes you made make what people who don't matter to you think really don't matter. You're not here for that long, so you might as well make the most of it. Anyway, this week's episode, as you probably saw from the title, I have entitled The Victim Trap, um, and it's about what it is and why so many many people seem to be stuck in it. And this isn't so much related to my usual topic of life purpose, mindset, that sort of thing. Um, It kind of is as well. It does fall into it. But this is actually just, this is a bit of a rant episode, episode two, and I'm already going into a rant. um, But funny, um, some of my friends form a rant's really funny, so hopefully you will too. But the victim trap is just something that I have noticed in society, Western society, and I'm kind of fed up a bit. And I wanted to explain why and to help people maybe identify if they are stuck in it or potentially going to be stuck in it. But more importantly, um, to identify other people that are not just stuck in it but reveling in it actually living their lives getting what they want by claiming to be victims of things when they're not and this isn't about faking things that have happened to you although I do know somebody that does that but um that's irrelevant. um this is about just basically acting like your life is harder than it is claiming your feelings are going to get hurt it's that whole thing of where people take offense for no logical reason to take the control back but um It's very, very prevalent in the Western world. There are people with perfectly normal, happy lives that are acting like more victims than children living on the streets in India. You know, this is absolutely ridiculous. Um, So, yeah, the the whole. the, The reason for this episode is basically to explain how the victim mindset affects your personal growth and society as a whole. And just wanted to give a bit of an overview of why I feel people fall into what I've named the victim trap. I also have something I named the normal trap, but we'll get into that in another video. But the victim trap is something I've, I've recently <laughs> named, I don't know, someone else may call it that, I'm not sure. So um, I think I'll just explain what the victim victim trap is. But I can explain this from a perspective of um, a lot of the time in society at the moment we are, and I'm not going to go too deep into this because um, I'll be accused of being all right or something like that, which is actually the polar opposite of what I am actually. Um is people trying to create differences in themselves to act like they are a persecuted minority when really it's not that. It's it's people in their late teens and early twenties trying to find their place in society, and then people older than that just being straight up attention-seeking and controlling. But too many of us seem to be doing that. And know this is all very easy for a um somebody who is white, middle class, straight to a certain degree anyway. Um, I don't like the expression, but it works in this case, cisgender. It's very easy for me to sit here and say this, but there are people who are in one of those other groups that is not me. I'm not talking white men here, Um, but black people, gay people, trans people. Um, we won't bring disabled people into this because most of the time they don't actually play the, the victim. I found unless they have Munchausen's, but people are genuinely disabled or something. They don't tend to play the victim. That's the brilliant thing about this. They tend to just get on with their lives and are absolutely brilliant and extremely inspiring a lot of the time. But people who are, I will go with trans because there's a whole thing on the trans community at the moment. Um, Not so much trans men, but trans women where they are trying to take traits of being a biological woman and Reducing them down to chest feeders and pregnant person, womb owner, that sort of thing. And, um, and anybody who questions them is known as transphobic, which is just not the case at all. Um, for a biological woman as myself, I'm very proud of the fact that I'm a female. I own my femininity and I also have some masculine traits because I'm a human. And we are complex, but um, I don't like people taking away my personal experience as a female. And that probably sounds entitled, but I have PMDD, premenstrual dysphoric disorder. If you go on my Instagram, scroll quite a long way back. I did an entire section on PMDD. It's horrific. I spend at least, actually, it was really good this, this, this week. I did this week, this month i only in a few days, but usually it will last at least five to seven days in the luteal phase of my cycle. So basically the point just after ovulation, before you get into kind of your premenstrual phase, where your temperature has gone right up and then it's starting to drop back down again. And I get extremely, um, basically my husband describes it as I'm an island. I lack affection. I lack tolerance. I feel extremely depressed. I've had quite dark thoughts in the past quite frequently. I'm not going to act on them, but, and it is horrific. And it is due to, um, I think it's something to do with progesterone. Unfortunately, I don't know exactly what causes it, but it's horrific. And it's an experience I get as being a biological woman and people who are trans and having the hormones. Yes, it's brutal. It's horrible, but it's not the same thing, but they, on this are destroying the feminine experience not all of them obviously loads of them are amazing there's a few you just go on tiktok and find them you'll get angry with them probably like i did um but they will act like they're the victim like they're the ones being put upon they're the ones being held back and nobody's understanding them or understanding the experience while they're crushing someone else's and this is an epitome of the victim trap it isn't just this that bothered me Recently, things have contributed to this. I've just come on here to have this conversation, but they they will act like they are the victim. They are the ones being repressed. They are the ones being held back purely by pushing back on somebody else and acting like if you argue with them, then you're being horrible. You're being evil. You're being transphobic, which is just not the case at all. Um, But that's a good example of the victim trap. I had another case in a previous job I was working in where we had a particular program that had been put onto the computers and it didn't work properly. And it was down to the the HR department had done this. So people were speaking to the HR department. I spoke to the HR department. I said, this app's terrible. You know, this app's terrible. It doesn't work. It's making really stressful. And all I got back was, oh, don't you start. I've had loads of people saying this to me this week. And this is the problem right here. They made it more of an issue that somebody had called them out on making a bad, a poor decision than actually getting the fact it was causing a load of other people a problem and doing something about it and this is a big thing with the victim trap it twists the narrative it makes it so that you're being the bad person for pointing something out rather than them just sorting it in the first place and it is a way of avoiding doing things and from a um, life purpose mindset area of living your best life if you are sat stuck in a the victim trap in a victim mindset you are never ever ever going to improve your life you are constantly going to blame everybody else you're never going to take ownership you're never going to change anything about yourself I'll give you another good example um there's another completely different workplace I worked at and I worked for um slightly under another woman and she was very controlling, very micromanaging. So you can see why I don't work in the. work. I don't work. I, I avoid being in the workplace anymore um, because I just I've had this experience way too many times. Maybe it's me. i um, the problem. It's me. But in this occasion, it was definitely not. And I worked in um, in doing accounts things, um, and this was regarding an invoice. She had put an invoice onto the system. She was higher than me in the company. She was um, my team leader. She wasn't my manager, but very much acted like she was my manager and she could just tell me what to do all the time. It actually got to the point where she wouldn't let me speak to any other members of staff at work because every time it just, I just told her for chatting and it was literally, I'm not just saying, I'm, I'm not being a <laughs> I appreciate the irony that I'm not the victim, but she uh, she literally stopped me. It was just a horrible place to work by then. And um, on one occasion I was going through and um, something to do with invoices and I pointed out that she put an invoice on wrong now I didn't do this to get at her to point out that she'd made a mistake I did this because she was hiring the company than me and she had d- access to other things and she knew how to rectify these situations I didn't want a knock-on effect of things you know that the, the uh, Bad outcomes of this, we were going to pay the supplier incorrectly, it was going to cock up everything in the accounting system, whatever it was, it was that sort of situation. So I pointed out to her in the sense of, I found this mistake, can you rectify it type thing. And all I got back from her was, I'm not infallible, Kerry. And it was like, that, that, this is not the point of this. I'm not doing this to tell you you've made a mistake. I don't relish in telling people they've made mistakes. I wanted her to rectify the situation so it didn't get worse. So actually, so it didn't come back on her. But, but there, there she was being the victim. And this is exactly what I'm talking about. So many people will not rectify a situation. They would rather act like you're being mean to them than just rectify and get it sorted. And this is the problem we have a lot of times with people not going anywhere with their lives and end up stuck in ruts where they are miserable. It, people don't rectify the mistake they don't learn from their mistakes they just go on through and every time someone points out the mistake it's all woe is me aren't i terrible oh look at all these mistakes i make you're so horrible for pointing them out to me whereas actually if you just learn from your mistakes if you accepted that we are all infallible no we're not all infallible we're all fallible we all make mistakes we're all human we're all here living our human experiences nobody goes through life being perfect i sure as hell don't um and that the whole point of this is to have personal development to learn to understand to make sure the same mistakes don't happen again so you don't get stuck in this victim trap cycle that is the point of this stop acting like the victim you're not the victim unless you are obviously there's situations where people are the victims of course I'm not gonna um put down someone's actual genuine experience if they ever genuinely be a victim and you will know you will know deep down if you've actually been a victim of something or you haven't. So, um, yeah, you'll, you'll know it's not like an, an issue that's. I'm, mean, you know, if somebody's had a, an assault or abuse or something like that, of course you've been a victim, and that was horrific. So I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about cases where you're not actually the victim. There is no victim. There is no oppressor. There is no victim. It's just a one-on-one situation. Um. I did have a load of notes this episode, but I'm sure I've actually just gone off on a major tangent. But so, how can you overcome this victim trap? Well, it's all about your own agency, looking at yourself, looking at your mistakes you sometimes make and learning from them, as I said. Move on. Don't get stuck in the rut. Don't get stuck in the same sp- Space. When you start owning your mistakes, owning your, so owning your self-development, your self-improvement it's empowering. And I can say this from personal experience. I used to do this victim thing. I used to act like, woe is me. My life is so terrible. Well, it wasn't. But to me, I, I really thought it was. And when I started actually taking ownership of this and doing something different, and this was I started doing this, um, when was it? It must have been around 2014, 2015. So talking, what, eight, nine years ago now? And uh, I listened to the audiobook of, because I often listen to audiobook books rather than actually physically read them. Um, The audiobook of Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. And it was amazing. And I highly, highly recommend that book. But it just suddenly got me thinking about how I can change things about myself. I don't need to be stuck in this particular thing and I can become a better person. I can use these seven habits to become a highly effective person. And it really, really helps. I cannot recommend that book enough. It's brilliant. Um, If we're discussing books, some other good ones that really, really motivate me and make me feel better. You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. That's amazing. Um, If you're um, into entrepreneurship in particular, like I am, "Chilpreneur." by um D- denise duffield thomas i absolutely loved but any of her books to be honest um lucky bitch get rich lucky lucky bitch um yeah chillpreneur that has recently been kind of added to and is now chill and prosper they are incredible books absolutely love them they make me feel fantastic um but just about kind of ownership and improving yourself um and i think it also it comes into this is is changing your thought patterns so when something happens, when somebody points out you've made a mistake and corrects you rather than going, oh, I can't believe they just told me I made that mistake. Oh, I'm such an idiot. Da, 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 da. What must they think about me? All you have to do. And this is something I actually do. I'm not just BSing you here is actually go, oh, OK, cool. I'll change that. Oh, cool. I'll, fi- I'll, I'll rectify that. Oh, I won't m- I'll make sure I don't make that mistake again. And if someone beg- uh, does sort of keep persisting on it to make you feel bad, just say, well, I'm human. We make mistakes. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. We all make mistakes. It's all part of the human experience. And it's how we learn, how we grow, how we become better. So that. So, yeah, changing your thought patterns and actually taking action uh, can lead to a lot of personal growth and progress. Um, Self-reflection. I think I said in a previous episode, reflecting on yourself as a person in a a previous episode, in the previous episode. We're already on episode two. Self-reflection, self-awareness is critical in overcoming the victim trap sitting down, looking at who you are, looking at the things you don't like about yourself and how you can change them. Being aware of your flaws is not a bad thing. Being aware of your flaws is such an important, empowering thing. And it's incredible. And you need to do it because you cannot change your flaws. And you'll always have flaws. Everyone always has flaws. It's the beauty of the human experience and the human condition is that we do have flaws. We're not perfect. And that's great. Because if we're all perfect, how boring would life be? But when you become self-aware of your flaws, that's when you can start doing something about it. Like I said in the previous episode, awareness is the first step to um, correcting something. Um, To be fair, I don't think there's a lot. So I said I've written all these notes and I don't think I really need them. I think I'm covering it quite nicely. That was the concern was I wasn't going to cover everything I wanted to say. But um, something I've written down here is about um, explosion of how empathy and compassion can help individuals overcome the victim trap. Give yourself empathy. Give other pe- have empathy and compassion for other people, and the fact they make mistakes, and the fact they're not perfect. And this is a tough thing. This is something I found quite tough. Was when you do start working on self improvement and improving yourself as a person, it's like when you first give up smoking. If you've never given up smoking, then brilliant. I'm so glad you, you, well, if you never smoked in the first place, fantastic. If you haven't given up smoking, and you do smoke, um, give up. Trust me. I saw my, my father-in-law die of lung cancer and it's. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. It was absolutely horrific. Um, so don't quit. So basically quit. Get past that point. We're off on a tangent. What a surprise. Um, it, yes. So it's very easy when you first start on this journey and you start do start improving to become quite self-righteous and to be quite not intentionally but subconsciously judgmental sometimes intentionally of other people that aren't there everybody's doing everything at their own speed and if you are kind and compassionate and have empathy towards other people and their own life experiences and the things that make them up as people you can bit by bit help them you you just your best thing in life is to be an example it's the same as when you're raising children it is better to lead by example than to tell them what they should and shouldn't be doing. And it's the same with this. When you start, I mean, just simply, I've actually had people say to me in the past, like, and again, this is totally true. Um, why are you always so upbeat and happy? I'm not. I'm not always upbeat and happy. But um, when I'm around other people, I, I fake it till I make it if I'm not feeling it. But upbeat and happy. Well, majority of the point because time, because I haven't really got anything Big to be unhappy about and that goes back to gratitude uh, and being grateful I said in the previous episode being grateful for what you have really helps with having a positive attitude but why are you all so positive and happy because I have no reason not to be and because I can be and from that other people see that and they sort of see you can be happy this isn't fake some of them will still think it's fake but you know that's their that's their their funeral Um, they'll see you happy and they'll realise, oh, hang on, it is actually possible to be happy and to be content with yourself as a person. And it's taken a lot of work, but I'm reasonably content with myself as a person. That's why other people's opinions don't bother me too much. I'm nearly 40. Um, I'll be 40 in a few months time. And I've confirmed who I am as a person so strongly within myself, my values, my morals, my, um, things that are important to me and the things I love. I have cemented them so deeply within me now that nobody can shake who I am as a person. Nobody can make me feel bad about myself. And this is where, um, again, this self-reflection self, um, what's the word? What were we? Uh, duh, 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 self-reflection, self, self-development, really. That's where it really, really comes into play. Cause the more you do this, the stronger you become as yourself And nobody can make you feel like a bad person because you know you're not. And trust me, people try because they're in the victim trap. But what was I saying before? Yeah, so they they see it. You you pass on that energy, that happy energy onto other people through energy itself. But people see you and they go, oh, do you know what? If she's happy, clearly it can be done and I can be happy too. So you do generally, you don't need to be self-righteous and pushy. It's like when people are vegans. And I'm a vegetarian and I've been a vegan. When they... Aggressively go into the activists, go into restaurants and start yelling at people for eating meat. That's not going to make somebody become vegan. Little bits of compassion and understanding for the people, understanding of them and their beliefs. If you want somebody to go vegan, number one, they're living their life, so leave them alone. But if you really want someone to become vegan, do it with compassion, do it with understanding. Work on their their inner self, their, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The the parts themselves, the, the, the child within them a lot of the time. Children love animals and are kinder to animals than adults are a lot of the time. Because children are a lot more pure. That child's still in there. So you appeal to that child a lot of the time. And that's how it works with personal development and helping people get out of the victim trap. There is a certain element of calling people out on it and saying, like, really, come on. What are you doing? This is the actual situation. You're not a victim on this. But generally, you know, as the expression killing people with kindness. That's how this works. So main takeaways from this episode. Are you stuck in the victim trap? Are you being manipulated by people stuck in the victim trap? Listen to this episode again. If you didn't get the first time, I'm going to explain the reasons how you can get out of that. So this is a bit of a kind of mess around all over the place episode this week. So sorry about that. But um, I had a lot to say, a lot of sort of frustration on things. But I hope you enjoyed it and I hope it really helped you. Um, Thank you for listening. And I'll see you all in my next episode next Monday. Have a great week.